0: Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast. In your week in what? What is this, Graham? What is this week we're about to talk about? Sports cars. Sports Sports cars. Sporty cars. We're going to talk about it. And we like to say it's about what happened in last week, but I don't know. That may or may not be true. But nonetheless, hi. I'm Marshall Pruitt. And I'll say hi for the other guy here. That's Graham Goodwin. When did we start doing this? Was it 2017? 2018? 2018. 18, I think. Right after the Rolex 24 in 2018. So yes, and we like doing it, so we keep doing it. And I say we do it again, Graham. And uh, we should say thank you to our partners at Cooper Tires and the Justice Brothers and torontomotorsports.com. And then I think we should talk for, I don't know, 25 minutes or so, maybe a half an hour, and then let people get back to their day.
1: I think that's a good idea. It's been, it's been quite a busy old week. Um, one thing, another, MP. Back from Portimao after staying on to watch a little bit of testing. And some interesting stories coming up there, including two IMSA champions uh, testing at Portimao. Do you want to hear about that first? Yes. Well, once upon a time, there were two GT teams. One of them raced Porsches, and the other one raced Ferraris. Then came 2023. And one of them decided, for reasons which will soon become apparent, they didn't want to drive Ferraris anymore. So they went with their boys and their girls down the pit lane to speak to the man who owned lots of Porsches. And the upshot is, Iron Lynx and the Iron Dames are moving to Proton Competition uh, and the Porsche 911 RSR for the final year of GTE uh, GTM in the in the FIWC, where we'll see two cars, including the Iron Dames, the all female crew, who, by the way, Marshall, won in the LMS at the weekend that didn't just win, a crushing win. Um, and one car by the uh in the uh, the European Le Mans series. Uh the two IMSA champions I'm talking about here, one of them, Ryan Hardwick, uh, who holds the uh, the auto invitation for the most successful privateer in GTD will bring with him one of only two automatic invitations to Le Mans next year that are attached to a driver rather than a team. He was testing one of the Proton cars. The other, even more interesting, the now bronze-ranked double GTD champion, Christina Nielsen, testing uh, for Proton, uh, whilst not confirmed, and Christina very clearly did not want to talk. And it's fair to say that Iron Links didn't want her to talk either. Uh, it's pretty clear that they're looking to see whether or not Christina uh, is effectively going to be the now missing wheel from a uh, couple of the Iron Dames stepping the up. Missing links? The missing missing. Sorry. Wheel. That, I, I like hey, that. I couldn't avoid that, sorry. They are likely to be lacking a bronze driver next year with Sarah Bovee, um up for uh, silver. Uh, but uh, good to see Christina. I didn't, as I say, speak to her at all. Uh, it seems fair to let that process take its take its uh, time, but uh, we did see her. Rather oddly then, we had two drivers in adjacent Porsches in the same garage at Portimao, both getting aboard these lovely 911 RSRs, both wearing right motorsports overalls, uh, rather oddly. So that's, in our world, a pretty big deal. What does that mean in terms of Iron Links in 2023, well, it means they'll be driving Porsche, not Ferrari. Why are they doing that? Well, thems that know would tell you, MP, that the Prima-Iron Links combo, um, Prima coming home, by the way, to secure the LMS Championship at the weekend, are shoe-in for the Lamborghini LMDH hypercar GTP programme. would be a full season in FI World Endurance Championship, and we now believe a... Michelin Endurance Cup season in Emsa in 2024. What might they do in 2023? Because, of course, they have both GTE and GT3 programmes with Ferrari to this point. It's my guess, and I'm very good at guessing, that we might see a switch in GT3 for Iron Lynx and the Iron Dames to Lamborghini in 2023. To transition the uh, the team to the brand before the hypercar program comes on stream the following year.
0: That's a lot of information right out of the gate, Graham.
1: Boom. Huh? Hang on a minute. This is this is just just listen for a moment. Hang on a minute. Pew, 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 pew. Hang on. I've just dropped the mic. Oh, Not one, <laughs> <but> another one. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Um, so that's that. So that was one of a number of. Fairly significant, um, you know, not world beating hypercar, you know, uh, cuts across to normal mainstream media, big, but in our world, a, a fairly significant shift uh, and will herald, by the way, multi, multi car um, proton competition entries in GTE, uh, in both the European Le Mans series and in WEC subjects to that, that, that list coming forward. So many changes coming in such rapid-fire order, MP. Uh, so that was that. While we were talking about that...
0: Well, let me insert something quickly here and hopefully yeah. it won't be painful. Um, hey, I like it when you and your daily sportscar.com outlet mm-hmm. happen, because that's one and the same. Uh, I like it when <laughs> you're at these um, sports car events, whether it's uh, Weckity Weck or the ELMS. Because you write a bunch Wackety of weck, stories by the way,
1: now the official the official name of the fi world Endurance championship yes
0: yes yeah, uh, they were going to go with wecky mcweck face but no, they just that decided that wecky weck was a little bit better um yeah. i like it when you go to these events because then i go to your website and there's yeah. like a bunch of stories stuff. and i learn a lot of stuff and that's good so and i know that some other outlets go to some of these races too and some of those outlets but not all of those outlets also generate a lot of good content. But in particular, I'm a wee bit partial to yours. So just on thank behalf of fold too feel the same way, let me say thank you.
1: By, by the way, I think you're a handsome man. Um, I think that's not said often enough. And I think we can all appreciate just exactly what Chabron saw in you.
0: Well, I overstate the obvious. That's my, that's my general <laughs> approach to life. Um, <laughs> hey, I think I read something else uh, that you published. And yes. I would say... Broke, smashed, and pummeled. Um, Something about BMW Isetta.
1: Yeah, LMDH GTP. T-A. No, this is Isotta. Isotta Fraschini. Isotta Fraschini. It's like you know when you go to those ice cream parlors and there's these weird and wonderful names for Roman raisin, for instance. So it's Isotta Fraschini, which is a a, a historic Italian. Motor uh, automotive brand. That's like with the Alfredo uh, sauce. That's exactly right. Okay. Now, this one's got lots of sauce. So, yeah, we um, uncovered this story back in May. Yes. Wrote about it in May. Wrote up again about it with a bit more information in July. And the information I recall that we wrote at that point was um, it would be a German OEM sourced uh, internal combustion engine. It was a hybrid car. That uh, Williams Advanced Engineering had done the aero package for the car, that the car was being designed and engineered and built at Michelotto, who used to be responsible for the, well, up until the, the, uh, the 488, responsible for Ferrari's GT programs. So that's now moved to Oracle with the new 296 GT3. But that, that car was a real thing. Um, reached out to Isato Fraschini, uh, reached out to Michelotto and got nothing back, Uh, was aware they had a very well-known, multi-title-winning driver, um, if not at that point under contract, certainly under offer for contract as their first factory driver, test and development driver. I can tell you that that driver is now likely to be seen aboard a different hypercar programme. But overnight in Europe here, news breaking out of Italy that Isata Fraschini are indeed confirming the program, confirming the car for the very first time, uh, and that they're aiming at a debut for the car at the Spa 6 Hours, so third round of the WEC. And, of course, the gravy on top of that is the uh, fourth round, is the uh, 24 Hours of Le Mans, the centenary edition. So um, my understanding, MP, is still looking for the funding package to to finalise this. I know, because people have told me, that a number of teams have been spoken to. Um, I expect the reason why we're hearing this now is to raise the confidence levels of the ACO, LMBM, FIA for when we get to uh, the beginning of December where entries have got to go in for the full uh, World Insurance Championship.
0: I'd also throw in quickly, mate, and and sure. with the uh, image of the the vehicle or rendering or whatever the correct term might be. Yeah. I mean, the timing is also smart on their part because rather than wait till the end or the conclusion of the WEC season,
1: correct,
0: giving themselves a bit of time and latitude while the current season is still on. And yep. again, in theory, there are a number of teams, even more. Uh, volume of drivers hopefully those that are funded still pondering what to do next year just again always a smart move in any category to get out while the season is still active and just talk and show people and say hey here's an option instead of then being uh doing it once you get into the postseason where you're in and among dozens of others doing the same thing again just from a strategic standpoint very smart
1: I'd be surprised if there weren't uh, faces and names on sites in Bahrain next month uh, for meetings with the powers that be as well as potential teams back as drivers that could be interested in this programme. I can tell you I have had calls today from individuals who are keen to get in touch with people in that programme. So if you're listening, Michelotto or Isato Fraschini, I hold no grudge for the fact you haven't uh, called back to those multiple messages I've left. I might have information that could help you. Um, perhaps you give us a call. Uh, you can get us on uh, hashtag TWI ASC, Twisk, uh, anywhere on social media, or just ask a friend. Um, so oh, that's all good. So that potentially is yet another hypercar. Um, not vaporware, without a, a shadow of a doubt, and much as, you know, when it's a single outlet story, as it has been to this point with the Assata Frischini. Uh, fully well aware again that has been those in the paddock and those in the press room that have been basically saying this utter nonsense, isn't it? No, it's they're not. dumb.
0: We don't yeah, listen to them.
1: You know what? Hey ho, um, it is what it is. But let's hope they can make it because the thing—I know we talked about this before multiple times on Twisk MP. Don't you just love it when you've got these huge brands? Whether or not that's mass-market brands like Toyota and Peugeot, whether or not it's the the. The, uh, the kind of the flasher end of the spectrum like Porsche and Ferrari and Lamborghini, but don't you just love it when the likes of Jim Glickenhaus and the likes of Isato Faschini can find their way into that level of competition, it gives it another level, another layer of interest and intrigue, doesn't it?
0: No mention of, of Colin Collis yet again, your hatred, is really brand disappointing.
1: To use. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll say Van at this point
0: well there you go um what else comes to mind brother i mean I, the couple things that well, i've heard a, of and know about uh, on the well, inside there's one
1: there's a story that you broke oh okay um, actually so story that you broke and a story that i broke and they all came together in one melting pot with the announcements in the last week of corvette racing's plans now the what? bit that you broke um was and by the way not confirmed but but not mentioned in the press release and therefore now effectively confirmed is the departure of Nick Tandy from Corvette Racing and your story on Racer said he was going to MP.
0: Uh man I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh Doran Racing? No. Extreme yeah. Speed Motorsports, no. I think. Um yeah. Uh, All righty. Okay. I've heard there's word on the street because you know I spend a lot of time on the streets. Uh, word on the street that he is headed to Porsche Penske Motorsport. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned this on the show before. I don't know. Sure I, there's a lot have. of things I remember. Race, yeah. Don't remember. Uh, from what I understand, young Nikolai will be paired with equally as young Felipe Nasr. Wow. That lineup full season lineup in imsa in a good old porker 963
1: holy bleep that's
0: that is dumb i mean that's crazy that's that's not even fair um we'd what would we expect in the other car in terms of full season lineup well i know we would uh we would certainly think that dane cameron would be plugged in there and uh i'm not totally sure who's going to be
1: what about, what's somebody with, is it Campbell and Jambenet?
0: Yeah, Cambenet. Jam, Cambenam? Jambenam. Uh, Cabernet. Uh,
1: Cabernet Cab,
0: yes, Matthew Cabernet. Uh, yeah, I'm not totally sure, just because I haven't really, I'll be totally honest, I have not spent any time to dig around. <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure which one of them's uh, would be I would, full-time I would say, here. say,
1: this is all coming together very nicely, isn't it? It is.
0: It its I think they were going to have something rather special, but I know that we did mention this a little bit on a recent episode. Look at what happened to Action Express Racing this past mm-hmm. season with the deletion of Felipe Nasr yeah. as one of their full-time weapons or any time weapons, to be uh, to be fair. Um, boy, did we get a... a deeper appreciation of how much that guy brought to the the defending champion, uh, DPI champions, right? Uh, Unplug that guy, and that wasn't the same team. So I'm not mentioning this to be critical of Action Express. It's the opposite. Wow. If we look at how instrumental he was, really the core of that team's ability to go forth and do big, big things... Uh, teammate, no disrespect to uh, Pipo Durani, but again, Nasr was obviously the anchor there. Chucking that guy into a car with Nick Tandy, who is just a rocket among rockets. Lamar, overall, Lamar winning pedigree as well. Like I'm not, I mean, there's a lot of really stout lineups, obviously, uh, coming to GTP next year. This one, if all four brands are equal they won't it's bop formula but regardless if all were equal i think that that pairing in that porsche 963 might be the one that i put my money on as the the most fearsome uh one to consider so yeah uh so nick no longer part of the uh, corvette racing family not a surprise right with the shift that's going on for this upcoming season gte pro going away corvette electing to continue in weck but move down it is a down uh to pro-am racing for the very first time uh with a factory effort uh, a true customer racing program uh yep. with our pal ben keating i keep yep. waiting for it to pop up on road and track but i spent maybe half an hour on the phone with ben here monday tuesday i'm not sure when it was exactly but uh, a good long and deep dive with him about this opportunity and I'm not just trying to pimp folks to go and read what I write, but just you might take a look at rodentrack.com. Um, hopefully it'll go up today. He shares some pretty deep, deep thoughts. Uh, first and foremost, Graham, pivoting off of something I said to him, and I appreciate Ben for always wanting to not just go along with things, but speak his truth. I said, hey, this is this is pretty amazing, Ben, because knowing this is a pro-am formula they're stepping into for the first time. It's not uncommon for a team to monkey with the ratio of driver skill on the am side versus financial capabilities. Sometimes you get folks who look for the best possible am who can bring the most money, Mm -hmm. the most money, that's the, the lead item here. That's the, the number one priority. And it's a little bit of a variable as to whether you're getting the best possible AM. If the money can be insane, you might deal with someone who's not exactly uh, best uh, in show among AMs. And as I said to Ben, what I appreciate about Corvette here is they didn't do that they clearly prized driver quality first among ams and not blowing any smoke here but we know ben is among the highest performing highest achieving non-pros in endurance racing so smart call by corvette and he said thank you i appreciate that you know i don't disagree but I'm paying more, you know, this is a full 100% customer program. I am paying more for this than I think he said, than I have for the last two years with my, uh, Aston Martin program. And I'm like, oh boy. So none of that's necessarily bad because he's decided to go forward and is capable of, of paying whatever the amount is that Corvette racing is asking for. But it was, Mm -hmm. it was insightful of him saying, yes, it's an honor. You know, they, they chose me, but it wasn't a true and free selection. There was a, you're our person, and we want you to drive for us, and you're amazing. We also want you to no, write a pretty nice check to do that too. So anyways, just interesting to hear. Uh, and also, well, I, just to close yeah. on this, Graham, it's not as if we we haven't seen customer works affiliated sometimes very loosely or, or you know thinly uh, affiliated corvettes let loose in the past right we had that a long long time ago uh in the alms uh we obviously have seen um a couple of you know luke alfond uh corvettes yep. uh, running it's you know so we've and there are links obviously uh to the factory but mostly privateer uh, this is the first true customer program being run by the factory, and so it'd be interesting again just to uh, to gain more insights about that. Ben also mentioned, you know, this has been a unique thing for him as well in the sense of he's only ever done customer programs, right? Granted, I know there's been a Keating Motorsports name on a couple of Lamont entries, but he hasn't assembled his own team. That's been riley motorsports as the infrastructure or other you know that's been other people's racing teams uh with his name on top of them but he said this is actually an area where i can and am giving corvette some feedback and giving them some insights on how to do best practices etc that i've seen in all my years driving you know in in customer pure customer programs. so that i that was uh, pretty cool as well, well Graham, knowing that it, they were open to that.
1: I think that's going to be important, of course, as they get into the customer GT3 market in uh, just over a year's time. The, the other thought that occurs to me, by the way, with what you've just laid out in front of us, are we going to see a Corvette in something other than Corvette racing factory colors? And I think by the sound of things, that looks very likely.
0: I'm with you on that one. Got a couple minutes left, brother. What should we close off with? Uh, How's DSC Dog doing, by the way? We haven't oh, had any great. dog updates for a little bit. He's
1: great. He's great. We took him for his, uh, he does like a trip to the pet shop to choose his uh, choose his treats. So once he knows he's going in that direction, he tends to kind of pull you along a little. A um, couple of quick bits and pieces. A couple of bit bits and pieces that people might have lost in the melee of news. Some great news coming, by the way, for the LMP2 class in the Weather WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Um, together with my French colleague, David Bristol, uh, we've traditionally down the last two or three years, uh, done the rounds of all the teams in the LMS paddock, to find out what they're up to. And one of the common threads that's coming forward is what's going to be a boost for the P2 numbers um, uh, from Europe. Now, yes, it looks like we're probably going to lose Racing Team Netherlands. We don't need to go over and over the reasons why uh, Fritz van Aert and current legal difficulties. Possibly, but not definitely high class, selling one car, but still retaining the the, the will with their other car to race in North America. But here's the list, as I currently understand it, MP, that is coming your way. Two cars from TDS Racing, who previously looked after the Racing Team Netherlands car, one of those built around French privateer driver Francois Evriot is raced for the Ultimate Team before now. Uh, one is built around Stephen Thomas, who will join TDS, and that's been confirmed by the team. Algarve Pro Racing, with their first full-season uh, IMSA programme, looks set to join you for the full season. AF Corsa and Francois Perodo's LMP2 effort will... Uh, be certainly doing the Rolex 24 Francois the last time I spoke to him in depth was keen on doing the full Michelin Endurance uh, Cup uh, Racing Team Turkey run by TF Sports and a Yolox effort, that is looking set for a Rolex 24 effort and Mulder Motorsport have been phenomenally quick in LMP3 I've got an active plan at the moment to see whether or not they can't bring another Orica to uh, the Rolex 24 hours now, if I count that up that is Six uh, cars coming your way uh, from Europe, with a possible seventh if the high-class racing effort make it. We, you're not going to see United Autosports back in LMP2, but either way, that's uh, that's a pretty good uh, balance uh, in the in the way of uh, cars coming your way, and that in no small part, by the way, helped by the removal of that clash between the final race in the European Le Mans Series and Petit Le Mans. That's helped a couple of those teams to get programmes close to or over the line. Final little bit of snippet, I'll chuck your away, is good news for the um, anybody that likes to see a dad and lad effort. And it's come as a result of the efforts of another IMSA gentleman driver, driver Mark Kavam, who, with uh, his, um, what is it called? It's MK mark uh, those mdk, MDK motorsports MDK or something? racing
0: moving into That's the right. old uh meyer shank racing shop
1: oh really is yeah, that yep. right
0: in petaskala ohio i think or oh. is it columbus but yeah central well, ohio they,
1: they are going to join what is going to be a 38 car grid it's going to be mark with kevin and jan Magnuson in a ferrari 488 gt3 in uh the Gulf 12 hours, which will be the final round this year of the Intercontinental GT Challenge at Yas Marina Circuit. So great news. Jan and Kevin get to ride again together, this time on a GT3 car, uh, hopefully in the sunshine in Abu Dhabi. That's it for me. Uh, there's loads more bits and pieces. Do keep an eye, by the way, ladies and gents. You got anything else before we wrap up?
0: No, I, I, I mean, yes, always. But no, uh, I'm good for this one. And, yeah, so next week we'll try and get back to our usual uh, Q&A format uh, with everything sent in by y'all. But uh, why don't you take us home, brother?
1: I will. Look out for the call for questions out on uh, Twitter and Facebook on probably a Monday. And MP and I will try to get this uh, in the can as soon as possible after that. For now, thanks to everybody for uh, looking over Marshall's works on Road & Track and on Racer.com, mine, Uh, with the broadcast work that I've been doing over the last uh, week or two and of course with DailySportsCar.com we're going to say thank you again as always to Cooper Tyres to the Justice Brothers and to TorontoMotorsports.com for now and forever he is Marshall Pruitt I am Graham Goodwin this is the Week in Sports Cars part of the Marshall Pruitt podcast and we will speak to you next week